0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The suffering of Jesus made our salvation deliverance perfect. For both he that sanctifieth, Jesus is the one that sanctified. And they who are sanctified are all of one. In other words, this is telling you that Jesus became a man to bring eternal redemption to us. He had to have a physical body like a man. He had to suffer like a man. He had to be able to die like a man. And to do that, he had to be a man. I don't think the church has ever understood that that Jesus took the form of a man. Not only did he take the form of man, he became a man. First of all, he was a man. Oh, he was deity, all right. He was a son of God, but he was a man. And by doing that, he was able to suffer and redeem us. Jesus became as we were, that we might become as he was before he came. Before he gave himself. Both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Thank God Jesus is our brother. (laughs) I'm thrilled about it. Jesus is our brother. Verse 12, saying, I will declare thy name unto thy brethren in the midst of the congregation. I will sing praises unto thee, and again I will put my trust in him, and again behold I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Now this tells you of the humanity of Jesus, how that he took on himself the nature, the fullness of man. Now Jesus was not just God. Now listen very closely to what I'm going to say, because I think there's a misunderstanding about this. When we say that Jesus was God manifest in the flesh, people get the idea that we're saying that Jesus was really God in his fullness here on the earth, in all of his Godhead powers, in all of his glory, but Jesus was not operating in in his divine Godhead powers as God, when he was here on the planet earth. The reason he knew the things that he knew and perceived certain things was because he operated in the gifts of the Spirit. The Word of knowledge, the Word of wisdom, those things were operating in his life. You notice that these things began to happen after the Holy Ghost came upon him, they didn't happen until he was baptized in the river Jordan, and the Holy Ghost descended upon him. See, Jesus was a man, a full-fledged man, a full-fledged earthling on this planet. He gave up his divine Godhead powers when he came to this planet Earth. And he operated as a man, he lived as a man, he became a man, and he took the body of a man And if you study the things that Jesus said about it, he said, you'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven when he comes back. Now see, that's something the church has never understood. Jesus took the body of a man when he came to this earth. He'll have the body of a man throughout eternity. He became a man that he might redeem mankind. And when he did, he gave up something. Oh, he has a glorified body, all right. You can quit bawling and squalling about Jesus because he's not hurting anymore. Thank God he's well. (laughs) He's doing well. But he has the body of a man. His body is marred and scarred when he appeared to the disciples and told Thomas, said, stick your finger in the palm of my hand and thrust your hand into my side. The holes were still there. Now, see, somehow, I don't know, we override what it says in the Scripture and just get the idea that Jesus just all healed up, you know. But when he came back from the dead, his body was still marred and scarred. And it's still that way today. It's beautiful, all right. And it's a glorified body. But he'll bear the scars throughout eternity. He became a man, and he took the body of a man that he might deliver us. And thank God he did. He obtained eternal redemption. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same, that through death. See, he had to do that. I think it's imperative for us to understand this, if we're going to understand how salvation came through Jesus Christ. See, man fell and was spiritually dead. He had lost out with God, and it took a man that lived on this planet. It had to be a man that did it. See, if God could have done it any other way, he had done it some other way. But He couldn't do it any other way. He was limited by His Word that He had given man authority on this planet. Give man authority over the earth. So if there's going to be redemption for man, it has to come through a man that can walk perfect and upright under this old covenant without sin. And see, no other man could do that. So God sent his son into the earth, stripped of his divine Godhead powers. Although he was divine, although he was the son of God, but he was here as a man. And he took this part as a man, and through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death. And that is the devil. See, Satan had the power of death. And Jesus came here to destroy it. See, you know why Satan had the power of death? Because the wages of sin is death. And he held the power of sin. When Adam sinned, he committed high treason, turned his authority over the devil, bowed his knee to an outlaw spirit called Satan, and Satan became the God of this world. So then it was up to God to send a man here that could redeem mankind. Man couldn't do it himself because he was under sin. So God had to send his own son. He sent him here, and he became a man. It says that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Now, the word destroy there, sometimes that's a little bit misleading to us. That word really means to paralyze. Paralyze him that had the power of death. Thank God he paralyzed the devil. That old serpent Satan has lost his power. Thank God. You remember when Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, it was a type of Jesus being on the cross. Not only was it a type of Jesus being on the cross, you see. Well, let's back up and just give you a little background here and refresh your mind. The children of Israel disobeyed God. God had said to them, now, it's going to happen to you just like you say in my ear. In other words, that was God's way of saying, Mark eleven twenty three is going to work here in the Old Testament. You'll have what you say. And they got out there and began to say, we're going to all die in the wilderness. Now you know, man, that's dumb. When God says it's going to happen just like you said, and they say, we're going to all die in the wilderness. But they said it. And the Bible says snakes came among them and bit them and they died. I mean, thousands of them perished because of the fiery serpents. And in fact, the King James says God sent snakes among them. You know, God gets blamed for a lot of things He didn't do. God told them it was going to happen like they said. And sometimes in the Old Testament, there it's translated in the causative sense when it was actually allowing sense. And God was not responsible for the snakes. Now, you can say what you want to. But when God said that you're going to have what you say, and they said we're going to die in the wilderness, then snakes came among, bit them, and they died. Now stop and ask yourself this. This will help you understand it. If they hadn't have disobeyed God and proclaimed their own death, would the snakes have come? No. The snakes wouldn't have showed up if they'd obeyed God. Then it was their disobedience that brought the snakes, wasn't it? See, God's Word was out. He couldn't do anything about that. I mean, once God's word's out, he just told them the curse is out there. If you miss it, the curse is going to get you. They missed it and the curse got them and it got translated in the Bible that God did it. And we need to understand that. So here we find that we're talking about destroying him that had the power of death, which is the devil. Now, God told Moses, said, you take a brass serpent and you put it on that pole and it'll come to pass that any that's been bitten by the snakes, if they'll look on that pole, look upon that serpent, they'll live. Now, I don't know about you, but before I understood this, it used to make me mad. I just didn't about getting mad at God. I said, God, why did you have him put a snake on the pole? Why didn't you put a lamb on the pole? Why didn't you put something on the pole, you know, besides a filthy serpent? But God said, put a brass serpent up there. I read this in a, I think it was a Bible handbook (laughs) where I got the information. It said brass is symbolic of divine judgment. So that brass serpent is symbolic of divine judgment passed upon Satan. Not only that, but that brass serpent on that pole was a type of Jesus. He became sin for us. He didn't commit sin, he became sin. He absorbed it. That's what I'm saying. When he put himself in the position of being a man and receiving sin, he swallowed up the sin that God said judgment must come upon it. There must be a penalty for sin, and the penalty for sin is death. Jesus embraced it. He became sin. He swallowed it up. And then he turned back into the word, thank God, the resurrection. Now, those are shouting words. That's a shouting message, I'll tell you. Now, he said, look on that serpent. Now, if you'll behold what's happened here, he said, you'll live. If a serpent has bitten you, it won't even affect you. You know what that is? That's a type today that we can know that the old serpent, Satan, has been rendered harmless and ineffective. That he through death might destroy him or paralyze him that had the power of death. That is the devil. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Ministry of Angels. Good angels, bad angels, don't provoke your angel. A lady said to me one time, Well, Brother Caps, if we provoke our angel, will we go to heaven? I said, Well, I have good news and bad news for you. You may go to heaven all right, but you may go in the morning or this afternoon. You don't want to provoke an angel. In Exodus 23, God said to Israel, verse 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee to the place that I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. So God assigned a special angel, the angel of the Lord, to go before them and keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land. But because they wouldn't keep God's word in their mouth, They changed the Word of God. They wouldn't believe the Word of God. They would not release their faith and add their faith to what God had said. But they said, They're giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers. So God did not get them into the promised land. Was it God's will for them to enter into the promised land? Absolutely. But because they would not take God's Word for it, And they took their own carnal mind to make the decision that we're like grasshoppers. Well, there were giants over there. Joshua and Caleb saw the giants. But what we talk about in this series is how that the angels know the Word of God. They hearken unto the voice of God's Word. When you begin to speak and agree with God's Word you're getting an audience with angels. That's offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries, and our listeners in this area.